0: All right, welcome back, everybody. In this hour, Al, I'm really looking forward to uh, the next segment because I'm going to explain how the guy that won us, our only Super Bowl, may have helped to beat us in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm Uh referring to Doug Peterson. Yes, And we have information that is highly explosive Mm -hmm. and that we plan to roll out and it will probably be picked up all over the country, mm-hmm. and probably later today, Mike Silski will do a whole column on
1: it. Yep, all that's going to play out perfect. Because Mike <laughs> is on the
0: line right now, yep. and Mike has some great insights. Mike did some great work out of Arizona. Back in town, from the Inquirer, Mike Sealski. Hi,
2: Mike. Angelo, I already have a column teed up and ready to go. Before you walk out the door, don't make me redo my work. Come
0: well, on. all I'm saying is this is intriguing stuff. That's all I could say, and you're good at intriguing stuff, Mike. Just tell me what thing. You had a bet with Glenn McNary. Did you win or lose the bet? Oh,
2: <laughs> you're starting off on a bad foot. I lost the bet. I lost the stupid football bet with Glenn. What was the bet? The bet is a little too complex to explain quickly. Okay. It, was about the, it was about the Eagles special teams. Glenn thought they were going to be pretty good. I thought they were going to be pretty bad. And when Britton Covey returned that punt 27 yards in the Super Bowl, Glenn won the bet. So I have to buy him a <laughs> Oh, no.
0: God, Mike, Aww. what about what happened with the 65-yard <laughs> punt return? You were right.
2: Yeah, yeah but they, that wasn't within the parameters of the bet. My, mm-hmm. my fault. Well, I would not pay off
0: given what happened after.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mike, yeah, me-
0: you're cheap, man. You're cheap. <laughs> so true. Mike, was this the worst loss in Philadelphia sports history? No, no. no? Oh, you didn't even need time. What was that?
2: Well, I mean, depends on what you mean by loss. You can go back to 1964, like a lot of listeners, I'm sure, can, to the Phillies blowing a six and a half game lead with 12 to go. I think the. Uh, The 2005 Super Bowl loss, in a way, was worse than this one because of the buildup to get to that point. Uh, The Eagles had been knocking on the door for so long uh, that that one hurt a little more, I suspect. Uh, And look, Angelo, I was 18 years old and a freshman in college sitting in a dorm room with friends when Mitch Williams threw uh, a down-and-in pitch to Joe Carter in Game 6 of the 93 World Series. I think that one was worse.
0: All right then let's break this down and see if we can figure out if when you put it all together, this was worse than any of those. A little casualty list. Mm -hmm. We'll start with the guy everybody's talking about, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Should he come back, and will he come back? Assuming he's not hired in Arizona. Should he come back, will he come back?
2: Good question. Uh, I don't think he will come back. I think uh, if I had to guess, I don't have any inside information on this. I would think the Cardinals are going to hire him. Uh, I was, I thought Gannon was fine as a defensive coordinator. He did not certainly have his best showing in that Super Bowl. Uh, what bothered me about um, the situation the other night, uh, to be honest, Angela, was that Gannon was nowhere to be found after that game. James Bradbury, after that penalty, you can argue whether it should have been called or shouldn't have been called stood there at his locker for 20 minutes and answering questions about the biggest mistake he's probably ever made in his career and ever will make. And Jonathan Gannon didn't. Jonathan Gannon wasn't there. Just to face the music. I'm not saying he's got to talk to us and he's got to provide insightful answers. He's got to stand up there with his guys. And he didn't do that. And that, that bothered me. I have to say that bothered me. I don't know if that's enough to say he shouldn't be back as the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. But it bothered me.
0: Mike, had he been available at other games?
2: No,
3: but this oh. is
0: not any other game. This You're is right. the Super Bowl. You're right. 100% right. All right. Uh, how much of this loss rubs off on Sirianni?
2: You know, that's a good question. I, I don't know how much. Um, you know, the Eagles really played well offensively. You they made mistakes that they couldn't make against the team. They couldn't make them, but you can't argue that they shrank in the, under the spotlight or anything like that. Uh, I don't know that you can blame Sirianni for instance, for Jalen hurts fumble. Uh, that was just a, a self-inflicted wound, uh, that I'm sure Jalen would like to have back, but that team all in all looks pretty ready to go to me. And I think that's a, that's a pretty good reflection on Nick Sirianni. All
0: right. Here's the next one, Mike. I'm still trying to weigh this one myself. All I said for two weeks was, when you have the advantage in the trenches, you usually win the big game. The Eagles supposedly had the advantage on both lines, and it did not play out that way. Did we overrate how good the Eagles' lines were? I don't know if we overrated
2: them as much as uh, the Chiefs' two lines kind of rose to meet the, the the measure of the game. Uh, they They played really well. Now, look – the Eagles' offensive line certainly pass blocked very well for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he had plenty of time to throw on most plays. Uh, he picked the Chiefs apart for the most part, uh, so you can't complain there. Obviously, they did not run the ball uh, in the way that they would have wanted. And I think conversely on the defensive line, when you've got a, a quarterback like Mahomes, and I say that knowing there really isn't another quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you, you've got to do something different, I think, uh, and... You can't just rely on what you've relied on all season. That guy is so good and so special. You've got to try to surprise him in some ways, and, and that I didn't see out of Gannon. And you know, look, the defensive line got got outplayed, with the exception of Hassan Reddick, who was all over the place. And if you watch the post game, you hear Mahomes saying in the celebration in the Chiefs' locker room, "Man, number seven was all over me and after me all night." Um, they just they didn't play well enough.
0: All right, um, Mike, the next one. I'm really curious about because I know you, and you probably even were standing on it. Can you explain how they could play a game that important on that surface? Did you actually get to see it at all? Nobody seemed to be able to keep their
2: balance. What did you see being there yourself? I I did not get down on the field. I wasn't allowed on the field. Uh, But it was was ridiculous. It was utterly ridiculous. And, you know, Angelo, this is the kind of thing that – This is why you need, this is going to sound self-serving and I don't mean it to, but this is why you need kind of independent people and media looking into entities like the NFL and saying, hey, wait a minute here. The NFL was touting for hours and days before this game, oh, $800,000 were spent to put this turf down on this stadium and it's going to be wonderful and it's similar to this turf and that turf. And then you get out there and it was like they were playing, you know, at the Wells Fargo Center uh, on the ice rink. And uh, there were awful lot of press releases, awful lot of touting about how wonderful that field, those field conditions were. And then they weren't. Uh, and I don't know if it, it affected the outcome of the game one way or another, but it certainly made it harder for the guys in the field to play the game.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I, I, Mike, this next question, I know you have little children. And um, Al is saying this wasn't the worst loss, but I have been getting lots of videos of little kids crying. If your kid's a big sports fan, he's young, How do you? what do you say to him about this kind of a loss? How do you get it, get them past it?
2: Well, it's funny you say this, Angelo, because my older son, who's 11, is probably the biggest Atlanta Falcons fan in the Delaware Valley. Don't, don't ask me. I'm not going to get into no, why he is. You shouldn't. I'm not going to get into it, but he is. And he's been lamenting 28-3 to in the 2016-17 Super Bowl for a long time now. And the thing that I tell him, at least I tell him, is that, hey, pal, I grew up a Philadelphia sports fan. You ain't seen misery yet. So (laughs) um, that's that's what I try to say, that, look, only one team can win, and you have to enjoy the ride while you have it. And I think most Eagles fans – once they get some distance from the Super Bowl, we'll look at it that way and say, hey, we thought they'd be pretty good this year. We didn't think they'd be this good. We got to enjoy Jalen Hurts and, and see his rise into a terrific player. And you're going to get to see more of them in the years to come.
0: Absolutely. 100% right. I, I just got, if you want to read a terrific article, read Mike's column afterwards, which basically says, in maybe the greatest Super Bowl ever, the Eagles just weren't good enough. It's brilliant. It's phenomenal, Mike. As always, Mike, thank you for all the contributions you made to the show. You are an extraordinary talent, and I really appreciate it.
2: Angelo, thank you for giving me an opportunity. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we were walking across campus at, on LaSalle University all those years ago and uh, i appreciate everything you've done for me thanks
0: mike you're the best thank you very much i was once his instructor at LaSalle.
2: hard to believe
0: and you know what al no let's not with the way maybe yeah. Well, should i consider returning to the classroom sure why not <laughs> got nothing else to do <laughs> all right now i'm going to tell you why this is not possible why why first of all do you know what they pay adjunct professors well, you're
1: not gonna go there for money. You have enough money. No, I'm on fixed income. Oh, yeah, oh right. fixed,
0: yeah. I would do it for half a mil. <laughs>
4: what the hell? <laughs> How uh, much do they pay adjunct professors? Like five grand one a semester.
0: semester. Yeah, The same semester my own daughter went and was paying $14,000 yeah. a semester. They paid me. I created my own sports reporting curriculum. Yes, yeah. I did my whole thing. They paid me for the entire semester $2,000. Oh, you're wow. not doing it for the money. And then I quit when they started charging me to park. <laughs> True story. True wow. story, Al. $2,000 for all that work. No thank you.
1: No, you just do it because it'd be fun to be around kids and keep you young.
0: I'll be honest with you. It wasn't as much fun as you realize. It's a lot of work. Uh, Jeff is up for. Well, you only
1: make it a lot of work. It can be.
0: <laughs> exactly. But I always make it a lot of work, and always you always find a way to make it no work. Yeah. Wow. That's the difference between us. Well, she, life's supposed to be fun. I know, and I'm, it's too late now for me. I wish I had known that 25 years ago. Jeff's up from Camden. Hi, yo, Jeff.
5: Yo, news hey, newsflash. Educators don't get into it for the money.
0: No, I know, and that's why I got into radio, because that's why I did get into it, for the money. <laughs> yes.
5: I can dig it, man. And let me tell you, the biggest uh, sports loss hasn't happened yet. It's going to be... Friday, when I, you know, when I can't kick my mornings off to you in, in this great morning show on this boarding team. Well,
0: I will that's be a, here as, Friday. As, I'm here Friday. That's the last day, and then I'm gone. Friday is yeah, the end. That's,
5: that's going to be my biggest uh, loss well, as a sports you, fan. Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. You're too
0: kind. You really are. Jeff, was this the worst loss you experienced as a fan?
5: Well, going up there as an inner-city kid, man, and seeing Mike Tyson lose to Buster Douglas, oh, something wow. that I didn't think could ever happen, <laughs> wow I still remember how that felt. And, I mean, that was all week. That has never ended for me. Well,
0: so that's one a- of the biggest shocks. I, I watched it live. It was on network television. And I said, Jeff, it's still mind-boggling that a man like Tyson, who is so scary to everyone, Got knocked out by that big blubbery Buster Douglas. And then it's once amazing. the fear
4: was gone, right? It yeah. was. It was. It was, was never it. the same.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. right. That was a stunner, Jeff. But it wasn't
5: Philadelphia. No, he wasn't Philadelphia. So it's third. It's third all time for me. I agree with Al. It's not the first, but I don't have it like not top ten. This is big. Yeah. This is huge because this is the first time that they, they you know, in the first three times at the Super Bowl, the Eagles were actually given their respect. They were favored for the first time. Yeah, you know they weren't supposed to lose. This wasn't supposed to happen. And I don't think Andy Reid uh, knew. I mean, look, yeah, he, he had an all-time quarterback. That's why Andy Reid has a Super Bowl. He has he stumbled upon an all-time uh, quarterback. So let's let's keep it real. Doug did it with a you know with a backup journeyman that we all love and Nick Foles. But second to me was uh, the Mitch Williams. Uh, that that whenever that ball comes back into orbit, I think our military will shoot it down. But that thing is still in the air, so I I remember that in in 92, which uh, ripped my heart out as well. But this is third all-time for me.
0: All right, and by the way, we will be addressing, uh, we have our NASA correspondent in today. Cliff Lentz will tell us how many other things we can shoot down. Now that apparently we have turned the skies into a video game. But but Jeff, it's a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you, my friend. That's Jeff from Camden, and uh, I'm going to bring up Ed next. Hi, Eddie, good morning. Angelo, how are you? I'm all it right, was, Ed. I'm getting over this thing now, but it was the worst loss I ever experienced.
3: Angelo, I I will agree with you yep. about that. But I got a couple other losses that were pretty painful. I'm pre, I'm pretty old. I remember when the Sixers lost to Portland, and then we had to listen to "We owe you one." Right,
0: That's when then, the Sixers was, right, were up 2-0, yeah, well, right? They were up, that, and that was the finals. Was that Bill right. Walton? Yeah, that that yeah. was Bill Walton, yeah, yeah,
3: right? Still can't
0: stand. I can't him either. I I hate him. But Ed, is not football always bigger than basketball? Well,
2: back then, it was pretty big, Angelo.
0: Yeah. You know, I guess maybe. I, I always in town, and I just you know. Ed Ed, you were up ten at the half, twenty six and one records that are up double digits at the half. And you lost because your defense simply had no ability to stop the other team. Here's well, how and, you know it's the worst hit at, at 35-35, 5 to play. Did you think the Eagles were going to win? Yes. Well, Rose, you're out of you your have, mind.
1: I think we were well, all waiting for the Brandon Graham moment at that point.
3: Yeah, yeah right, I was right. looking for well, it, but they, I didn't expect that. Ex- I did. You have to hold Nick Ceriani responsible for this because okay. – the both coordinators are terrible, and that's his job to have those coordinators ready. I don't know if the big interview process was a distraction, but they weren't ready. But how many times
0: did they almost have a delayed game? Well, that you know, that oh. something needs to be asked about today. Yeah. All right. But, but Ed, I mean, it's hard to point your finger at Steichen or Sirianni when you put up thirty-five points, <laughs> yeah. and you did I, that. I, I you put up thirty-five. That, but they
3: could have put up more. Why? Well, I know, you know how they, many. They, how they, many? They,
0: no team has ever lost when they had 35 points in the Super Bowl. A stat I received win. last they hour. It. Well, I'll yell at you. They didn't win. They needed <laughs> to put up more. Wow. But then <laughs> maybe you could have stopped Mahomes one time in the second half. Is that asking too much? Absolutely, Angelo. The only guy that stopped
1: him is the guy that slid at the one.
0: (laughs) You're right, McKinnon. The only guy that stopped him is the guy who refused to cross the goal line. Smartly. What about about the 1980 Super Bowl? Nah, look, the Eagles were favored in that one, too. They were favored over the Raiders. This just seemed worse to me. But I could be wrong. I'm throwing it out there because I have never bled like I'm bleeding right now i right. I have I have a tourniquet on my
3: head. So do I, Angelo, The whole city does. Listen, well, that's right. Are they in there watching the halftime show or something? I mean, Jesus.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, Ed. Uh, and I have something on that today too, Rihanna. Uh, oh, here we go. That thing has really gone crazy. Hmm. Uh, what I you need to apologize to me too after Sirianni does. You need to okay because I made a comment about her act yesterday, and uh-huh. you said it wasn't true. Uh-huh. So we studied the tape. Uh, you were
4: wrong. You have entirely uh, too uh, much time on your hands. All right, I uh, assign
0: I assigned Kyle to, and he has an investigative report on it later. I'll be check. <laughs> I'll be checking out during that. Two and five, five nine two ninety four. All right, welcome back at uh, seven twenty four. Kyle Quitt is here with an yeah. update on our question of the day. What do we got, Kyle? It's brought to you by
1: Armand Chevrolet of Armor. Arm and Chevy is celebrating their twenty third anniversary. Huge savings on every Arm and Chevrolet Equinox. Find new roads. Arm Chevy dot com. Was the Eagles' loss in Super Bowl Fifty Seven the worst loss in Philadelphia sports history? Forty-six percent, Ange, say no. Second, thirty-seven percent, yes.
3: Third, 7, seventeen. Too hard to
0: tell. Right. Uh, it, it's saying no. Uh, I, I guess Al's winning that argument. But I mean, I, how I, do you
3: have
1: too hard? I
0: mean, well, maybe you- I can help. Maybe this, what I'm to about, t- to, about to unveil here, all well, right, will swing some votes okay, in my right. direction. All right, Al. This story is past intriguing and I want to credit Seth Joyner who set us up with it yesterday when he was in with us because everybody is talking about how it's amazing that the Eagles allowed two touchdowns to to throw thrown to receivers who are absolutely wide open, right? And that is an incorrect statement. They actually allowed three. There was one earlier in the season that was identical. Mm -hmm. Now, let me start with the first touchdown by the Chiefs. In the This was in the fourth quarter when they were pulling up and moving ahead of the Eagles, and this is the first one where they set a man in motion. He got about five steps toward the line, did a reverse out, and then headed back out to the corner of the end zone, and nobody followed him. Here it is.
3: Can the Eagles stop them right here? Mahomes brings out the serious Tony, and he walks in for the
0: touchdown. Nobody
5: walks in. It's just too easy. It's just a blown
0: coverage for an easy touchdown for Kansas City. All right, they get the ball back again, Al, and the receiver on the play lines up on the wrong side. Doesn't matter. Mahomes gestures to him, just do it on that side. These morons won't know what to do this time either, and here's the second touchdown.
3: Mahomes lines them up. Takes the snap. He is firing to a wide-open Sky Moore. Did it again. Here's the guy. Sky okay. Moore, wide open. We've seen the Eagles defense give up
6: two touchdowns
0: to simply a blown coverage. But it wasn't two. Uh-huh. October 3rd, October 3rd, October 2nd, at the link, the uh, Jaguars, led by former Eagles Super Bowl champion Doug Peterson, get a 7 nothing lead early, Al. Get an early turnover, are inside the five. You're gonna hear the network version because there is an analyst behind yelling in the middle, wide open. All right. The exact play was called on October 2nd here. Let's call it, let's listen. A clock running now inside of four minutes left in the quarter. Wide open. Lawrence to the air. It's caught. Agnew touchdown. And how about this start from Jacksonville? They went up fourteen, nothing but the Eagles quarterman won. Wide Did you open. You hear the uh, wide open. Now it's all the same play. Coach
7: me and me and all the offensive coaches, they had a good good feel for how they passed off their motions. They're really good at passing off motions going across the field and um, so, we, we knew that since they didn't have that guy staying in man coverage on the, the guy that didn't motion, that we'd have a chance of getting a little outflank where we could get it to the guy in the end zone. And um, the first one, it was a great call. It wasn't even set up for that situation. My uh, coach, Reed and Coach, being and me and calling in that situation to get the touchdown. And the second one, we actually messed up the formation a little bit, but we were able to still utilize the play just to how the play worked.
0: Um, he's basically saying <laughs> uh, there were, that these guys were suckers for that play no matter which lot wherever we lined up it Mm -hmm. didn't matter Mm -hmm. they didn't know what to do all right that's coaching but here's here's the part now the next thing I'm presenting here is speculation all right because I do not know if this happened but it makes perfect sense to me Mm -hmm. Uh, Peterson wins the Super Bowl five years ago here then two years later, he gets into a dispute about his uh, assistance, mm-hmm. which, by the way, has never been more topical than it is right, right now with the assistants the Eagles currently employ. He ends up getting fired, and he leaves the sport for a year, comes back with the Jaguars, pulls this playoff. Prior to that, Peterson was the offensive coordinator for Andy Reid. He was also Andy Reid's quarterback when he was here. Mm-hmm. Is it a huge leap of logic to suggest to me that Peterson, still bitter about the way he was treated here, had a conversation with Andy Reid, Eric Biennemi, or both, and said, you should try this play. The Eagles fall for it all the time. I got a touchdown on it. That makes sense. They always talk to each other, right? Therefore, if you are ready to accept my uh, suggestion here, Mm -hmm. then Doug Peterson... The man who won us, our only Super Bowl, had a major role in losing us the next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting? Yeah. Very. A little
1: stretch, but I—I I, they it's
0: all talk. It's not much of a stretch No, out. they all talk they all talk the time. They talk all yeah. the time. Yeah. And Peterson says, boy, if you get around to five or so, yeah. I think they'll fall for this. They never fixed it. Gannon doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and then they go look at the tape. All right, now, the say, Gannon doesn't know what he's doing. That was my, I, I added that.
1: Yeah, yeah thank you. I don't you. know for sure if he... <laughs>
0: was thinking that the but the first
1: it, one you can buy the second yeah. one you can't buy. Like, yeah you
4: can't there's no way to sell the immediate <laughs> second one yeah the
1: second Three minutes one later two
0: minutes s- later the second one is grounds for dismissal <laughs> and the second one when nick sirianni talks today if he can find a way to polish that turd more power to him but i would expect at some point out in the news conference since he attacked me a couple of weeks ago about Gannon, that he will offer a heartfelt apology. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I would want. I am hoping for that today. Next week. If if so, Rhea, I am willing to come on as a phone guest to this show tomorrow. I'm thinking no. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca's (laughs) on the line. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, good morning. Rebecca, I'm trying to convince people that this was an awful loss, the worst we've ever experienced. What do you think?
7: It was awful. I mean, the whole time, you know, we're all confident in, uh, what is it, 93% of us were like, yeah, we're going to win. Yep. Um, My kids, I have three. My boys are 11 and 8, and they were glued to the TV the entire time. And even when we were, you know, five minutes left and it's tied at 35, 35, I'm like, come on, guys, like, we can do this. They're like, no, the game's over. Uh. We lost. I'm like, no, we didn't lose yet. We didn't lose until the clock is zero. And then, you know, what happens, the rest of the story. They were hysterical like I couldn't console them and I my husband is deployed right now and I was like how am I gonna like get these kids to listen to me and like allow me to help them through it it was awful.
0: Well uh, Rebecca I've gotten a whole bunch of videos of this happening all over the Delaware Valley and you know what my wife said who's lived here her whole life she said It's kind of the way, if you're going to be a big sports fan in this town, I guess you're going to need to get used to it because we have a lot of these. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the message, but you say, boys, when we win, it's so much greater because we've suffered now. Maybe that's the message you got to get to them, Rebecca. But this is a very common reaction to that. Kids are just crying. They're devastated by this.
7: I and, couldn't even take a video, Angelo. Couldn't yeah. even take one. It was so awful. But I told them I was like, you know what? We played a really great quarterback, and we hadn't really gone up against a great quarterback like for the entire season. So you know, try to console them that way. But they it, they weren't they weren't listening to me. You know, I'm mom. What do I know?
0: All right. Well, Rebecca, that's the one place where I would deviate from you. Uh-huh. I would say to them, um, boys, this is a good time for you to start. You blame Jonathan Gann the defensive coordinator, he ruined our season. And yeah. then that way what, – what I read is this is healthy, that this is a healthy – Al, finding someone to blame is mentally a healthy move. Really? So I would try that too, Rebecca. But thank you for sharing that story. I appreciate it.
7: Thank you, Angelo. Thanks.
0: Right. Al, there are five different. I would just tell the kids go out and play. No, listen to me. Al, <laughs> you, you do not believe in psychology either. I do. Yeah. There are five different stages of grief. Okay. Which and according one? to, hold on, I got to get this guy's name, Dr. Eric Zilmer, Zilmer. who, Al, well, is a psychologist and a professor of neuropsychology at Drexel.
1: Oh, the dragons.
0: And he said that the second stage. Right, which uh, I guess the second stage would be uh, anger. Yes. Anger. Well, the anger in our to what would be healthy for us. Mm-hmm. It said, and this is a direct quote, it usually involves blaming someone else. Ugh. In this case, maybe the official mm-hmm. who made that call yeah. in the fourth quarter. We're some not people, the 49ers. Some people have ripped the ref out. Yeah. But he then went on to say, but it also could be, coaches yeah gannon yeah, Hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> players mm-hmm. he said if necessary you could even blame the family dog <laughs> what that's what he said oh, that's for a, gas no this is a, no <laughs> no not not for gas hal <laughs> you could say bentley you should have covered that receiver yeah it's
4: your fault what are you doing
1: there?
0: you got four legs how could mm. you not keep up with them
4: never blame the dog
0: you can't blame the dog? No. I often blame the dog. Yeah, I know. For the gas. <laughs> no, we don't. I, we're not specifying. 215-592-9494. Lots of your phone calls when we come back. At the top of the 8 o'clock hour, the man who had call to call the game in Spanish, our good friend oh. Ricky Ricardo. He will have
5: plenty to say. How about our story?
0: All right, 741 is your time. Now, mm-hmm. yesterday was such a sad and depressing day that I never got to name the pigeons on the Philadelphia Eagles oh. and the people surrounding the Super Bowl, and I would like to now line them up. Now, you get out the BB gun. You have been known to shoot these things in the past. It's not right. A tawdry pass, but uh, you don't do that anymore, right, Al? Nope. Y- you see the <laughs> you see the pigeons now as uh, God's creatures? Yep,
1: and they return to God.
0: All right, anyway, (laughs) let me line up the pigeons. Chief pigeon, Jonathan Gannon, see above. Yeah, yeah. See the first hour and 40 minutes of our show or the uh, succeeding hour and 50 minutes of our show. It's not going to change. Here's another pigeon, Al, Isaac Sayamalu. Remember this sequence. Third and one, we're lining up for the inevitably successful quarterback sneak. I know. And Sayamalu, I guess his hair got fluttering or something. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He jumps. Al, now it's third and six. Now we have to call a play. Now the play leads to a fumble. And a KC touchdown, 14-14. You've
4: mm-hmm. never been a fan of his, and I have been more, but uh, yeah, that was bad.
0: Isaac Sayamalu is a pigeon. Here's another one out. Shane Steichen and the offensive staff, because I'm including the wide receiver coach, get the damn plays in and get the right players on the field.
1: That was weird. They actually gave him a lot of breaks.
0: They did give him breaks. <laughs> they were sometimes <laughs> snapping after wow. zero wow. and <laughs> get away with it. too. And he's good with that stuff. He loves to ask our questions. I am now, (laughs) (laughs) Al, next, I am going after the beef in the middle of the defensive line. Fletcher Cox and Dominick and Jordan Davis combined. All three of them. How many tackles you think they had in the entire game? This is all three combined. Remember, lots of running by the Chiefs, especially in the second half.
1: Well, I mean, eventually they got to come down, right? I
0: mean, one One tackle. Cox had a tackle. The other two got shut out. They didn't make a play in the whole game. Please. Here's another one. And I'm not just blaming him. I'm blaming the coaches. Quez Watkins drops another one. Oh,
4: my God. I, I lost my mind on that. Why
0: are they throwing the ball to a guy who consistently have failed them? Yeah, He's failed them all year. Why are we throwing him the ball? I'll say something.
1: I, I guess that they just think it's the home run that,
0: that's the Well, you have, have to unexpected. catch the ball. It wasn't <laughs> even a home run. Yeah, I know. It was over the middle. Uh, A.J. would have eaten that play. Uh, Devontae would have had an easy catch on that. The refs, you also know why that is. It's real simple. Here's the argument you make on that. Did he grab him? Technically, yes, he touched his jersey a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. There were far more egregious holds throughout the game, including a Bradbury play in the first quarter that was way more contact and was not caught. Once you have set the template for what a penalty is, you cannot change it with the game on the line in the fourth quarter. That's the argument you make against what the refs do. Al anonymously, a number of NFL coaches spoke to a New York Post yesterday and said that was a terrible call. Mm-hmm. You do not make that call in that play. And I don't hey, have to tell here's you. Here's the said. crazy
4: thing about that. I I was asked yesterday what was the biggest takeaway. Are Eagles fans really upset about the call? And I said no, they're upset about John again. And, and they said not upset. I go, the call was a ticky tack. Sure, I said, but that. That play meant more to people that that yeah, penalty outside of Philadelphia because they were kind of disp- – they're watching and they want a great ending. Yep, they want oh, yeah. the great ending. We had already watched Gannon – train wrecked the entire second half and we knew who our target was
0: the uh it became the third highest ra- uh, rated game yeah if the eagles had had a final drive it oh. probably would have had the highest rating correct they denied the country yeah. of that and it is the big story yeah. uh, nationally outside outside, outside. Yeah. in here it's gannon yeah. outside it's cheffers and finally I'll, i want an apology right now from I said to you yesterday during what was a pretty good but not great halftime show okay. that Rihanna made an uh, obscene gesture at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. She pointed down. In fact, she put her hand down below. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm not going to specify further. Al, according to WFAN, our sister station in New York.
1: Ah, uh, spike
0: Yesterday, they received more calls about Rihanna than they did about the game. Because after the initial obscene gesture, she followed it up with something even worse. I will not describe it. This is a family show. But I invite you to look at the very beginning and what she did initially, Al, because it's two separate behaviors that is very, very offensive. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, I watched the
4: show. I liked it. So. Well,
0: it was kind have- of
4: boring, so I stopped
0: watching it. No, what she did at the very beginning is—I well, is think she wanted, but to know
4: she was pregnant. Yeah, I mean, that's we, well, we figured we,
0: that out. We, well, didn't <laughs> not, we didn't know she, she did, did not know need to do right what then. she did. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to apologize for me for saying she no. did not do that? No, she didn't.
1: She, whatever you—it's disgusting what you said.
0: No, I, I did. What I said was disgusting. What she did was disgusting. I just, I didn't even know the second part till Kyle Quinn came in and said he had been looking at it all day. Of course, Kyle's looking at it all day. Kyle Quinn, who could, (laughs) Kyle Quinn, right now, Al is scratching his head. (laughs) He just fell off his chair. He fell off his chair. (laughs) Kyle, you did study the tape, right? (laughs) Do not describe it. Do not describe it. Can you confirm that it was two separate obscene gestures?
4: Oh, the second one was really obscene.
0: Yeah. Do you acknowledge that she should be on the pigeon list today? Oh, yeah. Thank you. He okay. watched it again and fell off his chair. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to get over that. That was No, I assigned funny. him to watch it once, and for what I understand, he watched it 27 times. 28. 28. Get out of here. John's up from Philly. Hi, Johnny.
6: Hey, good morning, everybody. How are we doing?
0: John, we're not good at, John, you know sports in this town. This was the worst, wasn't it?
6: Wasn't this the worst loss? I'll tell you why this was the worst for me, because the same thing you and I have talked about, the whole city has talked about throughout this Eagle season, and it came back to haunt us. And that's the inability of Jonathan Gannon to come over a game plan or adjust at halftime. I mean, listen, it's easy to be a defensive coordinator when your offense is the offense that we have. But in the big games, when we needed him to come up and adjust at halftime, he hadn't done it. And this was no exception. I mean, it's very frustrating that this is the way we lost the game because we've been talking about it all year. And, I mean, I know that people regard him highly, but we all as Philly fans can't be wrong, can we?
0: No, we're not wrong, John. And um, I want you to hear what Nick Sirianni said two weeks ago and then answer whether I deserve an apology today. Here's what he said.
7: Sometimes I have to I have to hear like some things about Jonathan Gannon, but this guy is an unbelievable coordinator. The, the fact that he doesn't get respect from our radio station blows my mind. It blows my mind. This guy is an incredible coordinator. He's going to be a head football coach in the National
2: Football League because of what he does. This guy's a stud. He's a stud. I can't wait to talk to
7: Angel on that. <laughs>
0: John, um, in light of the fact that Jonathan Gannon ruined the season and the Super Bowl, does uh Nick have to address the criticism received by Gannon on this uh on this station and maybe eat some crow today?
6: Well, he's not gonna eat crow, but he should address uh, yeah he should he should talk about the situation i mean let's be let's be realistic here I mean you know, there's no doubt, and I don't know that anybody's going to argue, you can't put any of this on the offense. No, I mean, this is all the defense. I mean, we all knew as fans that, you know, unless we came up with something to stop Patrick Mahomes, that he was going to come down and score because that's just the kind of quarterback that he is. I mean, if we all knew that, why couldn't he know that? I mean, you know, it, it just it really frust- frustrates me as a Philadelphia Eagles fan to go out like this because, you know, it's something that we've been trying to address as fans through WIP all year. And, you know, it came back to haunt us. And that's
0: what really, really makes it the frustrating part for me. Great point, John. The one thing that frustrates a fan is when we're right. When we're right, they deny it and then we lose because we were right. You know what you're going to hear today? Yeah. You want, as he
4: went there, he's a great coordinator. He's going to, yeah. you're going to hear execution. It's going to be put on the players. It's but not. When, but when the defense plays well, it's because Jonathan Gannon is right. a great coordinator. He
0: can't do that. No. You understand, when two plays, the exact same player yep. run, leading to uncovered receivers for Coaching. touchdowns, that's not the player. That is the coach. The coach has not gotten the message across, either because he didn't acknowledge the problem himself or he didn't know how to fix it. There's no way out of that. Do you understand? This is where Nick Sirianni is either going to have to blatantly lie about why they blew that game in the fourth quarter, or he's going to have to come to grips with the fact that the guy he's been telling us is a genius is far from it. One or the other. It's got to give today. This is a very important news conference for Sirianni, because if he starts selling that bull again, he's on a downward track in this town. You don't lie to your fans. Don't do it. You're on the clock right now, Sirianni. I may have to come in tomorrow. No, uh. Not really. <laughs> Rhea may book me as a guest, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't ruled that out. Bob's on the line. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Bob, are you there? Bob is not there. I'll try Frankie and Roxbow. Hi, Frankie. Hey, Angelo.
3: Thanks for taking my call.
0: My pleasure. It's what I do for a living.
3: Now, listen, Ange. We got to blame the, f- the, the players on that second play uh, because... I, I mean, wasn't that an uncatchable ball, also, Ange?
0: Which one uncatchable? They caught it. The,
3: the, the last, the last play of the game where they robbed the whole nation of a of a great game. The penalty. You mean the penalty.
1: Yeah. Oh the yeah, yeah. Penalty. but the, but, the, but it wasn't an interference call. It was a holding
0: call. Yeah, yeah. Pa- Frankie. Yeah, I, it was it was the wrong call because they hadn't made it the whole game.
3: Right, Angelo, and and I watched it again, and they threw the flag. It was a delay. Yes, like yeah. it was. He threw the flag, and the 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 judge that stands in the backfield, he's the one that's supposed to make uh, make that call.
0: I'm and he pretty didn't. sure.
3: Yeah, but the guy, but the ref in the in the end zone made the call. It was late. It was after Mahomes was gone. Oh, he held them. He held them. All
0: right. Do
3: you, do you want, agree?
0: I got, yes, I do agree, Frankie. And it's worse than you think. All right, Frankie? Because we had Seth Joyner on yesterday. He was talking about the call. He said you don't make that call. All right? So then I made a, I asked him a question. And I really respect Seth Joyner on this stuff. And, and I want you to hear what I asked and what he answered. Listen to this: They don't throw that flag on Bradbury. And they kick the field goal. So they're up three, 38, 35. He's got a minute and a half. What do you think? So, he got a shot to at least get it tied or shot? To overtime? No, he, what wins. Do you think? He,
5: he wins that game. He wins that he, game. He wins that game, man.
0: Wow. Frankie. Frankie said thanks in the 90 seconds or so they had left that Jalen would have taken him down the field and won the game with a touchdown. What do you think of that? I definitely agree. Ah, oh, then they, they stole the Super Bowl from us. Yeah, they, they
3: did too. Angelo, they did. And all these, like, uh, Angelo, you've got to put all these general managers on, on the spot. I'm talking about Mike Tannenbaum, even Mike Lombardi. They all said in the beginning, Jalen, uh, I remember Mike Lombardi saying, you're born with it. See, I don't understand that. All right, but, uh,
0: uh, Frank, you know how many people I got to get this week? It's my last week. Uh, Those guys are low on my list. I got to get Gannon. I got to get the rap. These people, I got to get get them all. You can get
3: them all, Angelo. I'm running out of time, Frankie. And number one, you got to get Chris Sims.
0: Uh, I already, come on. Frankie, thanks for the call. Chris Sims is yesterday to me. Yeah, he's wrong. He's an idiot. (laughs) He's an idiot. (laughs) We pointed
4: it out repeatedly. We
0: got him last week. Uh, Listen to me. Here's where you go with this stuff. I know the correct targets. Gannon number one. Refs number two. Steichen and the guys that couldn't get the plays in number three. All the Al, uh, all the guys on the pigeon list. Sayamalu. What are you jumping for? We're about to get a first down. Then we won't get the fumble. We're up two scores. Game over.
1: It doesn't matter because of the because of the defensive coordinator. Yep, exactly none none right. of the other stuff matters. Exactly
0: right. Would have been a, a even if they didn't fumble. Even it, if they yeah. did score, the defense would have caved in anyway. The
1: only reason they were ahead was because Gannon wasn't on the field for the first exactly. half. Exactly. You,
4: you
0: can't. Kind of possession. Tell they had twenty plays in the first half. The Chiefs. That's why. They, didn't, they weren't on the field to carve him up in the first half. No. It's the only difference. No, do you understand? None of that is as important as the fact that your defense could not stop the Chiefs under any conditions. That's the story. 215-59294. You don't have to believe me. Our guest coming up next did the game at the Super Bowl. Was on the, the field, by the for way. The sp- and he was on he the was, field. But before the game. Ricky Ricardo is up next. You don't want to miss this.